It's all about you. It's all about you, baby. It was hard to chat with my friend Jo about her darling boy, Ben. There were a number of emotional moments as we spoke. And there were so many things to discuss, we could have made this podcast a couple of hours long easily. But this is a heart-wrenching account of shocking negligence at birth and the long battle that her husband, Robin, and Joe had to get their family into any kind of a decent space. And this podcast is all about your mental health and how to look after that. And there are so many takeaways while we were chatting, but the one thing for me in relation to this podcast was Joe reminding us that asking for professional help is vital at some points in your life. It can be hard to ask, but it is worth it if you go to the right person or organisation. And it's okay to change your mind sometimes when you're given somebody to help you. If they don't work, just change your mind and find somebody new. But it is worth the effort. There's so many areas that Joe wanted to touch on, but in this recording, in my view, she gave enough of herself. This podcast is sponsored and supported by 365daysofbreastcancer.com. So, welcome Joe to It's All About You the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming down. Um, Joe, you and I have known each other for a long time now, <laughs> um, and we're here to talk about a special thing today, but um, before we delve into that, I just wondered if you could start by telling us a bit about your family makeup. Right, so I, um, I met my husband, Robin, um, when I was 19, back in 1998. Wow. Um, we dated for, well quite a few years and um, in 1998 along came our first son Ollie. Um, three years after that came along Ben and then a year after came Liam. Um, we finally got married in 2003 deciding that we sort of knew each other by then yeah. and <laughs> we knew what yeah. to expect and um, and here we are today. Yeah. Happy family. Three boys. Three boys. About. 16, yeah. 17 and 21. Oh my goodness. I know. Yeah, I can't quite <laughs> imagine now. what three boys just to, to be honest. But, um... Well, four with, <laughs> with a husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, I know your family quite well. And um, Liam and Ollie are doing great. That's your youngest and your eldest. Yep. Um, but the reason we're chatting today really is about your journey with Ben. And I just wondered if you can give us some context about Ben and, well, the birth of Ben, actually. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. OK, so I had a, um, a normal pregnancy. Um, nothing wrong at all. All the scans were fine. All the tests were fine. Went into labour naturally five days early. Um, unfortunately, the birth was a bit traumatic. It was very quick. Um, lots of problems. His uh, breathing was low. He had the cord wrapped around his neck. He was jaundiced. He was small for dates. Um, so unfortunately, he had to go to the special care unit. Um, he was there for a few hours and they brought him back to me, apparently okay, um, where I had him skin-to-skin contact because he was cold. 
um, and I was trying to feed him myself and kept and I kept telling them that he wasn't feeding and they kept saying yes he is he's just cold he's just tired he's a very small baby um, you know he'll get it in the end and I'd already had one child so I sort of knew that this mm. wasn't quite right it's always amazing how you become an expert well you do you've only had one exactly yeah, yeah. and I just knew that the something wasn't quite right but you put your faith into these people they're you the do. experts you and do. they know what they're talking about and I just thought okay he's small he's tired and you're tired I'm tired yeah um at the, at the time I had him as well, the hospital in question was closing down the maternity unit. So um, I was in the, what would I say, the post, no, the antenatal ward after I'd had him. And I was in this big ward on my own overnight. I felt very lonely. Um, and of course, a bit worried about him not feeding. And yeah. I asked if they would... Um, if you could have a bottle. So were staff coming in and out to you? Occasionally, yeah. occasionally. I mean, I had to call them to say, is it possible he could have a, a bottle? Because I wasn't confident enough that he was actually taking the breast milk. Yeah. So she, they bought me two bottles, actually. So I tried one and it just dribbled out of his mouth. He didn't take any in. So that, to me, was a, a, an issue. Um, they took him off to live, give me a rest because, obviously, he was up all night. I was trying to feed. Um, next day... They came round, they gave him the all clear and said he was, if I wanted to go home, we could go home. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to stay in here any longer. Well, and as a second mum, you can't get it's, out of there fast enough, well, can you? Well, you yeah. can't. And also, that was Monday morning and all the pregnant women were coming in yeah. on the ward, walking yeah. around with their TENS machines. And yeah. I was sat there, or in a bed, yeah. with a newborn baby that, you know, I was struggling to feed. And I, yeah. and I just thought, no, let's just, let's just go home uh, to the comfort of our own home and... That's what we did. We took the advice of the doctor. He said he was fine. Let's just go. So we did. It was the next day um, that he had... It was about three o'clock in the morning. So I went home on the Monday. Three o'clock the following morning, he had a feed, or what I thought was a feed. Um, and that was the last feed he took. And by about 10 o'clock, I was trying to feed him again. And he, he went grey, stiff. Oh, okay, okay. All the colour went from him. It was instant, but it worried me. And we called the midwife. She was on her way anyway. She came over. She took one look at him and said, this is not right. He's going straight back to hospital. So he went straight back in to the high dependency unit, which he was in there for eight days. They did all sorts of tests on him. They couldn't have tested him more thoroughly this time. And dis discovered that his blood sugars were unrecordable. So he'd had a hyperglycemic right. episode causing brain damage. Um, I, ca I stayed with him for eight days in the high dependency ward. They managed to stabilise him. He started having seizures. So you... it was all that fast. Yep. Yeah. So the grey episode he had was a seizure, we found out. Yeah. Um, they managed to stabilise him with medication, um, feeding him through a, a tube. Uh, monitoring him closely um, and after eight days he was strong enough to come home and we thought that was the end of it it was just an episode at exactly birth. Yeah. nobody told us anything no one said that he would be brain damaged nobody said that he would really have any problems so um, we took him home and started to enjoy him at the same time a friend of mine had her son a week later and we would get together and 
I sort of started noticing that he was a bit slower. Right. Ben was a bit slower than right. her son. Um, and also I started to compare him against Ollie, who was very quick at doing everything. And I just thought, you know, he might be just slower. Some children develop a bit slower, like some speak later. But was others. that episode that you went through at birth, was that always sat in the back of your mind? Were you watchful or did, were you able to let go? Did you let go of it? Or? Um, no, it was always there yeah. once he started to become... Well, once he wasn't as quick as the others around him. Um, and, we no- and we started to notice him that his eyes wouldn't focus on your right, eyes. Yeah. Um, so he was uh, uh, back to and fro from the hospital there. But still no one said anything about brain damage. We didn't know anything about this. And so life went on. Um, in the meantime, I found out that I was pregnant with Liam, which was rather a surprise. Um, Gorgeous one. Oh, we have to. Very, we very really much. have to add that bit in. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Um, and it was a month after Liam was born that um, Ben woke up one morning. Um, so Ben was thirteen months old, um, and he was jerking, and and sort of nodding. His whole body was sort of jerking. Lasted a minute or so. So we took him to the doctors. So had you got Ben, or were you still pregnant at this point? I know we'd had Liam. Liam was a sorry, month, yeah, sorry, Liam sorry, was a Liam, month old. Yeah. Cracking. So, so that's a real tough thing. It was. For you. It's it tough was. enough having a newborn without discovering all of that. Exactly that. And uh, and Ollie at what age? Ollie was four. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. Um and yes, yeah, so we took him to the doctors. He wasn't sure what it was. We took a video recording of him doing this jerking movement. So he referred us to the hospital. And that is where our Diagnosis came. Journey started. Well, we didn't get a diagnosis to start with. We just got an epilepsy diagnosis. Right. And that he was, um, he had a learning delay, a global learning delay. Okay. So, um, yeah, but nobody said that was due to his birth. So we just thought it was bad luck and it was because he was small for dates and he'd, and he'd you know, he'd had a, a difficult birth. We just put it down to that. And it was only... Now, timing yeah. flies by yeah, and I can't, be, I can't be accurate yeah. with my dates here, but two or three, I think he was, maybe four. Um, we decided, because Ben was quite difficult to get from A to B, because he just wouldn't do stuff, we decided we'd try and um, apply for a blue badge. Um, but he could walk and he wasn't blind. So they said no. The only way that we could get a diagnosis for him was to really was to go and get his medical records, and um, and that's where our story starts really. Um, you took the decision to fight for his care after you were really cruelly, quite cruelly discarded. Yes, and you were told that everything was normal as normal could be. Yeah. And that was it. Mm. So the blue badge took you on a journey, well, that you n- exactly. never could have anticipated. Nope. I mean, we've known each other a long time. Yeah. I think that's probably where we picked mm. up our friendship is yep. at that point. Exactly. Um, because we met through Liam and my son Oscar at primary school. We did, yeah. Um, and I just want to, um, you know, say, I, I had no idea what you were going through at the time. I just remember Liam going through a tricky part, as all kids do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then when I got stood chatting to you and you were telling me about what you were dealing with at home, it came quite clear to me why Liam was probably struggling a bit at that point. Mm. So the ramifications that all of this has is colossal. Mm. Definitely. So your blue badge, uh, yeah, carry on from there. So the blue badge, yes. Yeah, so we applied for a, we, we got a, a diagnosis that you've got a learning difficulty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we were eventually given a blue badge, but we were already in the system. Yeah, then and you had to fight for your blue badge. We and had to fight, fight started. That. Is that exactly. that's right, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it it was it was horrendous. You you just have to fight for absolutely everything, and it and you're already fighting at home. Yeah. You know, with with your emotions. It, you There's then so many to layers it. to it, isn't oh, there? There is. There is. I mean, no, it's, and it's not just Ben. It's your relationship with you and Robin. Well, and and Ollie, he was four. Relationship and a half. with your children. Yeah. Their relationship with each then. other. Yeah. Uh, the how can a four and a half year old and a little uh, baby understand why their middle brother's not behaving the same way as exactly. they are? That's very difficult to grow up. Yeah, with. I mean they've never had that relationship that they should have had. No. Um, there was a. It, it was almost like. There was Ollie and Liam as brothers, and Ben was just... Obviously, he was a brother, but he wasn't a brother like a normal brother would be. And so he wasn't sort of included in their play. Yeah, in the games and... Exactly, unless we instigated it, like yeah. on the trampoline or something, which... Uh, but, and also, um, Ben's behaviour was too erratic for them to cope with. He would, he would slap. He would, yeah. It, it was all right that. for Ollie because he was bigger, but Liam being smaller... He took the brunt. Well, I was. I didn't want to say, but when we first met, I remember talking round. Um, we were at a party, That's and right. you were telling me that, um, Ben had come down all week and thought it was the greatest of fun to swipe Liam's orange juice and breakfast mm. either out of his hand or off the table, and mm. um, and he thought that was great fun. He did. Uh, but of course, that put Liam under an enormous pressure for a little totty as yeah. he was. You know. He didn't understand. He that had that no wasn't idea. Right it to... looked like a violent. Um, act rather than a, you know, from Ben's point of view. Ben wasn't. was just trying to get a reaction. He was, yeah. he was just trying to play, but that yeah. was he didn't know how to play. No, and he used to laugh when he did, he did. it. Yeah, he did. Oh, we, we've had incidences, haven't we? we when have. when he, <laughs> I was at your house when and he threw about five mobile phones in the swimming pool. <laughs> yes, paddling pool. Let me say. He, he absolutely just <laughs> yeah. loved that. Yeah, didn't he, he did. He yeah. did. He thought it was great fun. And, yeah. and to run off with it and yeah. you know throw it over the gate. Yeah. You know, and we chased him, and he loved it. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's not the correct behaviour. No. But obviously he didn't know that. No. And uh, yeah, so it has been difficult for um, certainly for the boys. Um, so they just kept themselves to themselves really, and didn't really include him. It was difficult to include him. Yeah, of course. Um, you couldn't leave him alone for a minute. No. So my life um, was really difficult at the time. Robin was in the police, uh, but shift patterns. Just made it so oh, difficult. Joe, um, and I would come, he would come home after like some awful incidents at work. Yeah. And, and he, I'd he, expect he, him to, to help take me with over, Ben, but he, he couldn't. No, he needed to process his own life. He did. Yeah. And so in the end, he decided that um, he'd have to leave. Right. Because he couldn't, he couldn't do the two things. Um, and I was at the point where I just wanted someone to come and take Ben away away yeah. and not bring him back yeah because i was just so falling to bits oh i was yeah. absolutely i don't know you didn't pieces. have a nervous breakdown to be honest oh, i probably came close but yeah. um you know you've got friends and family around you and yeah. my mother-in-law was a, a tower of strength at yeah. the time yeah 
Um, so we were able to have the odd hour here and there. Yeah. But it, it was, uh, and when he went to school, you know, I used to get, when he came home, so yeah, so Ben would go off to school, went to school in Wickham, uh, a special, special school, needs school, yeah. taxi would pick him up and then I would breathe because I knew that I'd got five hours yeah. of, oh, just, just getting, getting on with whatever, together. exactly, yeah. and then the taxi would turn up and I would just think, oh gosh, here we go here again, we go again. Yeah. and I feel a massive, massive amount of guilt for oh, feeling like that. I knew you were going to say that, and but you know, I, the truth is... I, I no, know, but, look, normal mums feel like that. Yeah. I, can, I can be with you. I used to put Oscar to bed and be relieved he was alive. And in the morning when he woke up, I'd think, oh, my God, here we go again. I loved him to within an inch of his life, yeah. but it was a terrifying yeah. couple of years we yeah. had with him just because he was normal, running around, being a nutter. Yeah. So to feel like that... I can completely was, get get what you're saying. It, it I can just it was horrendous. I I I because you're trying to do your best for him and you, you want to do yeah. your best for him, but it's it's not just um, the physical activity yeah. and he's he's getting stronger all the time. Mm. It's the emotional pull on you every time you look at him. Exactly, and and when he, and that doesn't go. It's day after day. It's exactly, relentless. and when he sort of lash out and hurt, he sort of he headbutted me once and hurt hurt my mouth yeah. and I, I've got a, a problem with one of my teeth now it's some tingles on and off uh, because of it um, and I just I felt resent res, you know I was resentful towards yeah. him and I just put him in his bedroom um, which uh, and then I just sat on the top of the stairs and, and I was staring at yeah. him and I did cry we had a yeah. I didn't lock him in the bedroom let me just put that forward now yeah. we had the door taken off and he had a big tall gate yeah. on there so, so I could, could see him, him. Yeah. yeah and I literally I just sat there on the on the landing watching him and I just cried and cried and I just did not I didn't know what to do he was he was happy back he was happy he was in his room yeah he was playing and he wouldn't know that he'd done what he'd done Ab- absolutely not no I mean, you know. I remember a time as he was getting bigger. This, uh, you know, bothered me enormously for you because I've just have to put it out there that she, I always call her my pocket-sized friend for a reason, <laughs> in that she fits neatly in my pocket. <laughs> uh, she's quite small, my friend Joe. Um, but you were walking upstairs with him, and you've got to help him. And you're at the back and he's at the front. Mm-hmm. And I remember the time that he pushed back and you were both yeah. down the stairs. Yeah. Uh, that's when, for me. Mm. It was way past. Yeah, I mean, and he, he actually headbutted backwards and hit me in the neck, and I couldn't breathe properly no. for a few seconds. That frightened me actually. Yeah. Um, so we 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 had to get help. We had yeah, to try and get some help. Yeah. I mean, we tried, but you know, it's not forthcoming no. really. Certain bits are, but you have to really fight for other bits, and it's only when you're in the system that more stuff becomes available. Um, and we eventually got a wonderful carer to help us in the evening with Ben, um, who incidentally is still with us now. Yeah. So this yeah. is 10, 11 years now. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's, he's a ray of sunshine. He's the most wonderful he of is, people. Yeah. We, could, we just couldn't have survived without him. No. So, um, yeah, he was there. He helped us. He looked after Ben three hours in the evening for us, every evening. And also Ben was given a respite once a once a week, right? Uh, and every sixth weekend he had a weekend. So we, people, you, people would say to us when he when he was away, "Oh, are you going to do stuff?" And no, we'd say, just, no, I'm just going to sit here and just stare at the walls. Yeah. We do just nothing like yeah. everybody else does on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I just don't yeah. want any aggro or hassle. No, just want to be. You want the peace. Exactly, peace, peace in and your quiet. head. Yeah, bit of normality. Yeah, 
So that's what that yeah. During this time, and I, I'm picking up on a, a second layer here, really, is because we're we've got a very strong friendship, and we've been through so many things together. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want you to kind of touch on what that means really for both of us actually and your other friendships that you've got as well because when you're going through a traumatic experience of any description mm. you cannot possibly get through on your own and the connect if you're not used to connecting to other people I think that must be really tough um I encourage everybody that I speak to I mean I went through cancer and since then I've got a lot of cancer friends now and I meet them for coffee when they're going through treatment and mm. try and boost them up and I've, I've written things for cancer um and one of the big things that I do talk about is making the connections so that you have got support and people do want to support you and um, so you know I, I look at our friendship which has gone through a so many twists and turns within our families um, that, you know, it's priceless, really. It is. I mean, sometimes you just, um, you've got all those friends around you, but you still feel really, really lonely. Yeah, you don't want to, and you don't want to ask for help, do you? No, No, you don't. It took me a long, long time to ask for help. Um, I was, my friends were saying, you know, go and see somebody, you know, you need to, you need help, basically, personally, um, it took me a long time to go to the doctors, but I needed that push from friends. Yeah. Um, and sometimes just, just going for a coffee, just for an hour. I agree. It's, it, it's a lifesaver. It's a, tiny, it's a tiny piece in the day. It is. But you need that. It, it makes you understand that you're not on your own, that there are people there wanting to help you, or just normal conversation to take you out exactly. of where you are. Exactly. Yeah, and does. I just needed a different environment sometimes as well, a different, yeah. different four walls four to walls, look at. Yeah, I know. agree. Because I, I I felt that I was going mad, but then, again, I was feeling guilty. For taking that time. For taking that time out. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things I talk about quite a lot here, and this is prime, a uh, prime at the opposite, at the very top end of the scale, because I think mothers just like to nail themselves to the cross a bit. If you hand a mother a cross, you'll find the nails and exactly. put herself up there. Because yeah. uh, we're all busy and we've got to do it and mm. diddle, diddle, it goes on and on. Uh, what I learned through my experience and sitting on my sofa a lot when I was so poorly was, I spoke to you about it, that you have to put your own oxygen mask on first and fill your own self up and put yourself in a good space yeah. so that that can then spill out to your friends and family. And it's a better way of being mm. than running on fumes. You know, exactly. you're running on empty all the time. You and you must have been, I don't know where you must have been, well, really. Well, I had no, you never know, had a full tank. No, I'm sure you didn't. I'm sure I do now. <laughs> no, I definitely see you don't have a full tank. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, we, la- we laugh about... We do. We do, don't we? We, laugh we just laugh about all sorts of stuff. All the time. But the truth is, that's a tough ride. It is. I mean, and it, it, it wasn't going to happen to me. No. These things happen to no, other people. No, they do, yeah, that, that's right, yeah. You know, I mean, he was born a normal child. Yeah. So for this to happen was was a huge shock. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, he's still a baby to me now. He's still only 18 months. But yet he's 17. Yeah. He's going to be, he's going, he's going to be 18 next year. Because my image of Ben is him walking around. He always carries a sock on. Yeah, a sock. Uh, with a... a He's Something always laughing else. and looking yeah. for a bit of mischief. Exactly. Um, he never looks at you. No. Um, I remember one day, do you remember when I used to go up and I always talk to him when I see him and uh, one day he came up and smacked me really hard and you 
were really panicking and I said no no I think he's actually saying hello yeah. and I was quite touched by that you know having a good wallop oh, I'm glad you feel that way <laughs> yeah, it was it was Once like a few, there then. we are we've got a connection <laughs> yeah. going exactly and... I mean yeah he's he's got erratic behavior actually you know yeah. um puberty with all its oh my god problems, yeah you know, for even for no- normal yeah. yeah yeah he doesn't understand no what's happening to him so maybe he's a moody blessing. and hope yeah but he was and hope he will be afterwards a calmer child or adult yeah so um yeah but um where is ben at now um and where are you as a family i mean for me looking in on you weirdly you're your most calmest i would say um, yeah. And we've always run a tandem friendship. Mm. We've either both been traumatic experienced or having a great time. There's kind of, we've, we've gone along in a roller coaster yeah. together, really. We're in an okay space, yeah. I think, yeah. is, is the best way to describe it. We um, successfully won a, a court case for Ben, um, proving the hospital's negligence at birth. Um, and consequently, uh, Ben is now in a fabulous yeah the most fabulous school yeah. um Priors court i'm going to mention them yeah, Priors court in, uh, thatcham newbury and they they have been brilliant ben is now residential there I, i'm sorry i've just got to interrupt you because you're skipping over for me i mean you don't have to go into it but that if i'm right in remembering it took seven years to sort that out well it did which is ridiculous it did and they were trying to make you my friend joe here look like an idiot uh, and that's proper shocking. Well, it was. I mean, they tried to tell us that we'd maybe lost important documents that we'd never had, like scans and things like that. They were very uh, late in um, sending their information to our solicitors. It was hideous. Um, we, Our solicitors thought this was an open and shut case. It was so... Well, it was just o- open and shut, but yet they still tried to make out that yeah. it wasn't. So we ended up having to go to court. I actually stood and gave evidence in the Royal Courts of Justice which in London. Which is just a shocker, isn't which it? Which is not the best no. of things to do, but I... Well, we I think by that to... time, you just kind of... I saw you rise up into yourself. Well, we'd had enough. It? Yeah, you had. We'd had enough. You really had. Exactly. Yeah. And we knew that we weren't at fault. We knew we hadn't been given any information. And really, how dare they suggest I know, you are? I know. But I suppose they have to. Yeah. They fight. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, you know, where's this money coming from? Yeah. But, oh, that's not and, but, the, but the truth of the matter is, and the reason that you were fighting, really, the crux of the matter, is that Ben will outlive you, mm. and you want to make sure that he's yeah. okay. Well, we weren't actually, when we started the fight, we didn't actually know that this was going to be how it ended. No. We just, we, we wanted to know what his medical records said, right. because, okay. because of this blue badge. It, it developed from okay, there, okay. really. And so then we you never... started to piece two and two exactly. together. Exactly. And wow. they, they started wow. to say things like, well, he should never have left, left hospital in the state he was in. Did they give him a blood sugar test? Uh, well, no. no. Why, would they, yeah. why would they do that? You know, nothing. We weren't told yeah. anything. So it, it was just us wanting a blue badge that triggered this whole, this whole thing off. Yeah. And, um, seven, year, seven years of hell, seven, really. Yeah, was it seven? It was, it was a long time. It, was it might have been time. longer than seven, but it was certainly a minimum because yeah, I, I just exactly. remember going through my divorce and yeah. a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> we that used to phone each awful. other up 
actually I used to sometimes dread speaking to you because I knew you'd make me laugh and I wasn't in a mood to be made to laugh and I know you felt the same but we always used to end up laughing we did even uh, we if we started off crying completely we'd that laughing, we might have, yeah. we'd do everything in between but exactly. um, yeah finish on a really supportive note for each always. other I think yeah always I we, mean sometimes maybe I looking back I think maybe I could have been a bit more supportive but when you're going through what you're going through you sort of get lost it's sometimes, impossible yeah yeah it is impossible yeah. I, I feel listening to you here I feel the same but I just think you know I was lost in my own stuff going on well everybody's um, family is important to them and their problems are important well to them, I think so. certainly what we acknowledge in each other is that we've been as supportive as we can to mm. each other and I always know when things aren't right with you because you go very quiet <laughs> <laughs> so I just say oh okay where is she I'm all right at the moment <laughs> yeah not you so are quiet. <laughs> yeah so um which is a good thing yeah, yeah. So Ben's at the Wonderful Prize Court. He's at the Wonderful Prize Court School. Um, he's there for 44 weeks. Um, we have him home at weekends um, and school holidays, or every other weekend and school holidays. Um, they've done amazing, they have, amazing yeah. things with him. Yeah. Um, just one small thing, uh, which would be um, taken for granted everyone else. But before he went to Prize Court, all he would eat was mashed up or liquidised food, mashed potato, that sort of thing, squashed up. If he had bread, it was soaked in spaghetti, that sort of thing. And within a couple of weeks, he was eating things like McNuggets. <laughs> we never took him to McDonald's. We don't eat at McDonald's. But we, we rejoiced when they told us he'd eaten chicken nuggets from McDonald's because it meant he'd well, chewed something. Well, the fact something. he'd been out to McDonald's exactly. as well, you know. He'd chewed something and swallowed yeah. it rather yeah. than spat it out because he couldn't tolerate yeah. the texture. Yeah. He started eating biscuits and crisps, yeah. everything perhaps that he shouldn't really be eating yeah. a lot of, but we just wanted to eat him yeah. to eat these things and, because and he'd never done happy, it. Yeah. And now he eats pretty much every, anything. Yeah. And they you take know, him shopping. Shopping. He's no idea what he's giving, but he does get on with the he, process he knows, of it, he? knows doesn't the he? idea of it, yeah. yes. Um, so he can choose cake and pay for it. Um, and he has like a thing that I found really brilliant when I came round once. He's got a picture book that they've made for him yeah. with pictures in, and he can point to things that he wants. Yes. Crikey, that's life-changing. Well, it is. I mean, um, when we first started to try that when he was two and three... It didn't really work because all he did was use the actual pictures as like flappers and flap them around <laughs> everywhere, and, yeah. and um, it so it wouldn't fun. work. But yeah, now yeah, it, it's not always um, works perfectly. But no. It depends on his mood. Yeah, he gets obsessed as obsessed with certain pictures yeah. in the book. Well, I remember he just pointed at biscuits nonstop the but day biscuits, that I was there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when he's at school, he's got a, a, a like a little um, chart of what he's going to do now next and. And if he had his way, it would be snack time, lunch time, going on the track, <laughs> snack time, lunch time, and n nothing in between. Yeah. And he has done that. He's filled his own chart in before okay. with, with that. Yeah. He, he takes it off other people's oh, that's charts, amazing. sticks them on his own. Because he knows what he wants. He doesn't want to do the schoolwork. He wants to go <laughs> on the track or eat snack. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. So, um, we all want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, when, he comes, when Ben comes home, we've got a fabulous team of carers who um, are with him 24-7. Um, which gives us our life yeah. as a whole family. So we're not carers. We were told by our solicitors and the judge that we are not carers, we are parents. And we do things that a parent would do with their children, not a carer would do. Um, and we, as I say, we've got the best team. 
brilliant team um, who, who make our life so much easier and we can enjoy Ben when he comes home. Yeah. Um, he's there till hopefully till he's 25 and then we then start looking for somewhere else. For the next phase. Or he comes home and lives with us. We need to see what he's going to be like, what's best for him. Yeah. My, my dream would be that he could live at home with a, set of, with a team of carers um, and enjoy farm life because he's an outdoor boy. He yeah. loves being outdoors. Um, but we will see how he is and what's best for him. And make a decision at make the time. Make a decision. I mean, it's, it's awful. The, the, the time that he went, just before he went to um, Prize Court, I was at probably one of my lowest um, because I just couldn't imagine life without seeing no, him every day. you don't day. want to let go of him. You don't no. want to. No, I mean, it's like, um, although he was 12, 13... It was, it was like he's still a baby, and can you imagine giving your baby up yeah. and only seeing them every every other weekend? And we could have him home at the, at the other point at the other weekends, but then he wouldn't get to do weekend activities at school. No, and actually, and go on he trips. loves it, doesn't he? He absolutely does. He does, yeah. And it's not. I I try and to get through it. I I think when well, it is not about my emotions. No, this is about what's best for Ben. For ben, yeah. And what's best for him is that he stays there. He's got continuity. Does all sorts of fabulous things, and that's a test for you. Yeah. It's a challenge for you. It is. Um, you know, you've not only had to get through the whole, the whole experience of it, but mm. even now you're still being challenged with your own emotions all the time. And I then still you cry. Have, you have friends yeah. like me, that then turn around and say the very favourite thing that, <laughs> where you may, might at least he's to, happy. Yeah, because he is. <laughs> yeah, I know he you is. Know, he know. really is happy. It doesn't help that though. When it you're... doesn't. No. <laughs> But um, I, I spent a lot, quite a bit yeah. of time with him and yeah. I'm always just amazed at, you know, his smiles and gets on with his own oh, stuff. I think, blimey, you know, at the time, I think um, I was in a bit of a fix myself and I just remember thinking, gosh, look at, you know, he's so happy and life's very simple for him. Um, from your perspective, I was trying to help you, but I um, what I think I did was probably made it worse, <laughs> uh, which is amazing because, yeah. you know, when I had cancer, people say things to you that drive you insane. Yeah. I know they mean well, but they say some really cruel things. So I'm yeah. forever apologising to I you know. for saying that. I understand I, where I, I you were coming from, but I, I, you know, but I would rather he was a normal, of you do. A normal miserable child, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I know. He is happy, which is a good thing. Yeah, it really is. And he's got no idea. No. It's it's us. It's us that have the idea and it's yeah. us that have to cope with it. Yeah, you're projecting yourself exactly. onto him. Exactly. And his experience isn't that. No. no. Um so it's... to to kind of finish off really, um I just wondered, you know, other people listening in to this that might be going through a similar experience, for example, mm. what would you what would you ad not advise, because advice is not needed, is it? But uh, advice isn't needed, but what would you say have been your biggest turning points and that you could encourage others to do? Well, one thing we did, um, after we, just shortly after we won the case, we were invited back to the solicitors in London to give a talk to health professionals, midwives. And the one thing I, I said, well, I said quite a bit, but one of the things I said at the end was just, please listen to the parent. And if the parent, the mother, the father have got any any queries, any problems, ask, you know, don't be afraid of asking, push yourself forward. I mean, if you, if you, if you suspect anything, 
investigate it because you need the help. There's not a great deal of help out there if you don't. Well, there is a great deal of help out there, but if you don't look for it, and you don't you're know not it's there, it. exactly, because you're a novice to it, exactly. Yeah. You've you've just got to ask and yeah. you've got to shout. And so, do you think you know you coming at it fresh again? How would you have handled it differently? Because I'm just listening to you say that and wonder, you know, if you could have met somebody going through a similar experience, well, would I, that have helped? Or? I, it probably would have done. And I we would have not have waited till he was, what, three, four or whatever it was when we started the blue badge thing. Um, we would have done it from the very beginning. We wouldn't have waited till he was 12, 13 to go to this school because if he'd have gone five years earlier, seven years earlier, or whatever it would have been... Um, he would have he would have been developing a lot quicker. Yeah. And when they're younger, they it's easier. It's easier. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just if I mean if there is anybody out there that you can speak so to. So what I'm hearing, which is right back to where we started, really, um, is you need to connect with people, and not be frightened. You've got to kind of the advocating for yourself, um, is absolutely colossal. Mm. Um, and some people just don't have the ability to do that or. I think once you get into it, once you get into your stride, because it wasn't your natural domain, was it? Let's be honest. Oh, God, You're not no. that kind of person. No, 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 no. Uh, but you've become it. Yeah, I mean... You've understood you I've, need to I've fight for to. what you... Because it's your child. It is. I mean, my husband is is the pusher, and he would not let it rest. No. I don't know how far I would have got. I don't know if, I was, if I'd have been a single parent, what would I have done? I don't know whether I'd have even gone for no, all of been, this I, I don't know how would I would have, have coped like. no. no so you know having a good partner that's absolutely and the thing about led the Robin, way basically you know he's a he's got a policing background which tells you all you need to know he's a fair chap yes and wants to have right done and absolutely uh, yeah. I think that would have grated against his values he, badly yeah. I mean uh, it, it, we just wanted to know we wanted justice for Ben and yeah and and we got it yeah um, and I'm lucky that he was the one, the, the driving force behind us both, really. But I think it's difficult because it's hidden. Your your outcome and the fact that there had been mistakes made was hidden because you can't actually, as a as an outsider, which you were, you can't see that that didn't all happen. Mm. So you were just thinking, you know, this is how it is. Yes. Um, we, we had many a conversation about, oh, perhaps it was just that he It's was, just how it is. It, yeah, it was just unlucky. He's, yeah. he's small for dates. And, and so um, many people will have just accepted that and moved yeah. on in life. Mm. So I think, you know, I just wonder that the encouragement I'm hearing from you really is to reach out and connect with people. Absolutely, and yeah. go for it. I know that you had <clears throat> a great support with Robin and he is a terrific guy. He did pull me out of a ditch one time, so I was grateful to him for that. <laughs> um, and... <clears throat> The fact that you can connect and you've made the effort to connect and even when you didn't want to, um, I think is priceless really in, in your, keeping your sanity. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything was for the best for Ben. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, still, I still think that. I mean, I, I still treat him like I have to protect him, like you would a, child, a, a baby, yeah. basically. Because yeah. as your children yeah. grow older, you treat them differently, you feel about them differently. Um, the love never goes, but oh. I think when they're babies, they're different. It's a different love. Oh, it is. It's a vulnerability. It that really they have is, and, and that is how it cracks I cracks you wide open. Exactly, that is how I feel still about Ben. Yeah, as if he was a, a, a baby. Yeah, and needs protecting. Yeah, every way through. Well, Joe, a enormous thank you for opening up with that no conversation, because uh, I know 
it's been difficult and I know it's been difficult to talk about it because we had to start again at one point because <laughs> yeah. we were, you know, emotions are high. Yeah. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that's got to be a very helpful, insightful conversation for other people going mm. through the same. Um, and I'm really grateful to you for popping by and sitting around my dining table and having a chat. My pleasure. Yeah. I just hope it can help somebody. Yeah, lovely. If you like this podcast, like it, comment on it or share it. Thank you.